Welcome to Story Chats at Inspi Romance. I'm Elizabeth Madry, and I'm here with my two co-hosts. I'm Narelle Atkins. And Valerie Comer. Tabitha Bolden is here with us today to talk about her recent release, Waiting on the Tides. I'm going to read her bio real quick, and then we'll dive in. All right, Tabitha has a bachelor's degree in creative writing slash English from Southern New Hampshire University. She's a member of ACFW and has been writing since 2015. When she's not homeschooling her kids, you will find her curled up with a book. Tabitha's genre of choice is contemporary Christian romance, which she describes as adventure with heart. Thank you, Tabitha, for being here. Thank you for having me. So we're going to start off as we often do when we have these author spotlights uh, by having you give us the author's synopsis of the book. So not reading the back, just tell us about the book. <laughs> Waiting on the Tides is a little bit of a grumpy sunshine. So we have a little bit of an age gap, which um, that was the intention of the book. I have a younger college aged female character who is the sunshine of the of the trope. And then we have a little slightly older single father who doesn't want anything to do with her. Uh, basically, not really her entire generation, but he has this bit of a prejudice against the younger generation. He considers himself a little too old and a little too tired to deal with <laughs> the drama. So, of course, I had to throw them together and just I had to make her the babysitter um, she actually works at his preschool where his daughter goes to school at. So things just sort of snowball from that point on and chaos ensues. This was also the last book for me in the Independence Island series. So I brought in as many of the previous characters as I could and just created as much chaos as I could to bring everyone together <laughs> and just have a party. Excellent. Chaos is always fun. Yeah. I have to say, Tabitha, that I was surprised to hear in your bio that uh, you went to New Hampshire uh, University there because your accent does not sound very New Hampshire to me. And, and that's from like Western Canada. So I could be wrong, but is there I'm a actually school? in Tennessee. So I did online schooling. Okay. Yeah. There you Queen. go. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, um, Narelle, why don't we send it over to you and you can do the first question. No problem. Okay, so I'm going to read my question so I actually <laughs> get it wrong. <laughs> At least it's not as early as we often start recording. Yes. Anyway, so, so the Independence Island series. So for anyone who's never heard of this series before, it's CCR and there's 30 books in total. So there are six authors who have written five books each right so six by five mm -hmm. equals 30 so the math works and there's five <laughs> islands and each story is set on a different island so I've read in order probably three of Carolyn Miller's books in the series and those three books were quite closely connected in terms of setting character um so and the series for anyone who has never heard of it before is also in Kindle Unlimited I did my homework and I did check that so my question is for Tabitha is how would you recommend readers 
tackle reading a series as big as the Independence Islands? How would they approach it? So would you start at book one and then work your way through to book 30? There are people in the um, chat here that love starting at book one and working their way through. There are also people like me that jump around randomly and that's also fine and that's, yeah, that's just what it's I not do. fine. So, would you, pardon? <laughs> but also it's 30 books. Fine. 30 yeah. books is a huge investment uh, yeah, in it is. time yeah. and possibly yeah. cash. Yeah. Uh, so for those who don't want to jump in, and go, okay, yeah. now I'm going to read them all. Yes. And the rest of my question is, would you read it from one to 30 or would you do what I've done, which uh-huh. is pick an author and read through their five books? Or, yeah, so that's my question. How do you read a series as big as this? For me personally, I like doing it by author. You certainly can start with book one and go all the way through to book 30. And that way you move around by island but you may not exactly lose track of where your characters are, but because there are so many of them, you may not see, if you start with book one of mine, you're going to meet Mel and Zeke. Mm -hmm. If you continue on in order, you won't get back to Mel and Zeke and any part of their future story until you read my book two, which is technically, I think, book 17 in the series. So there's, there's quite a bit of gap doing it that way, um, which I think Mel walks on the page in a few of Shatona's books. So she is there. But as far as seeing her actual story progress or seeing any of the romance um, from my characters, you won't catch that unless you go from my book to the next book to the next book. I wondered, because yeah, I've only read yours of these, I believe. Um, so right. I wondered if, people's characters were in other authors books or if they were fairly self-contained I wondered about that yes we do they do roam around I have a few of I think I managed to pull in at least one character from every other author into my books they may not be there long but I did try to at least have them walk on the page and say hello and then you know a little tidbit about what they're doing at the moment before they leave again cool that makes sense it's, it would be a tremendously huge job to keep track mm-hmm. of 30 couples. I, yeah. I'm trying to imagine that, actually. I <laughs> don't want it. Imagine. <laughs> sounds schedules Of all yeah. the, the days that they would be on, um, Melissa had one in particular, Beth, who goes from island to island. She has the food truck. Mm-hmm. And so we would have schedules of when Beth was where so that we could each pull her in and have her on the correct island on the correct day. So there was there was a lot to keep track of, but it was definitely a lot of fun. That's very cool. Yes, because I was thinking you could do a 30-day challenge if you're an absolute avid reader. And if, oh you, my goodness. if you're a book-a-day reader, and there are people who do read a book-a-day in the romance genre. I mean, we know that. And in Kindle Unlimited, there are people who... Um, will read hundreds of books a year so you could do a 30-day binge on this series and either read from one to 30 or read through each author's books and have a lot of fun because by then if you were really doing it one book a day you would you'd still have remembered well in theory you'd still have remembered (laughs) yeah maybe maybe these are a lot of books 17 days later if you're reading a book a day it might not uh, yeah. <laughs> What's the average length of these um, books, Tabitha? 50,000 words. So about 200 pages. Okay. So 
a short novel, but definitely not a novella. You could do it in a day, but it's not as fast as a novella for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Me, it takes a couple days to get a novella. So I'm probably <laughs> four or five days on most novels. Valerie can't do the 30 day binge on this one. Cannot. I, I cannot. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to have the our, time. Yeah. But if I'd any of our listeners yeah. Yeah. do that, uh, especially with this particular series, then sure do let us know in the comments on YouTube or our Facebook page. Yeah. That would be fun to to hear yeah. how you did that. Or if you've just read them all, that would be cool to know too. Maybe you've been keeping up since. When did this series start? Um, has it been two two years? A year? Yes. Years? Okay. Two, two and a half years. We release one every month. So 30 oh, okay. books. 30 months. Month. Yep. <laughs> So two almost two and a half years yeah because and we still it, have a couple left to release okay that was what I was wondering is how how many more are there do you know I think October October's book is about to release and then mine is in November and then um December is I think Carolyn's last one so okay very cool cool all right Valerie you're up all right. You're on the hot seat, Tabitha. Uh, no, not, not really. Um, one of the things that I found interesting in your story was Sarge, the police dog. So your hero, who has a name that I wrote down, Christian. I think, Christian, is a police officer on this island, and I did not write down the name of which island it was. Sorry. Um, but the dog is trained to detect drugs, right? And what I found interesting was how he went from being um, on duty and focused and dare we say fixated on duty to being a, a friendly family dog for Christian's little daughter. I'd mm. love to hear what kind of research that you did and uh, how you came up with the idea to include this dog. Sarge originally was a military dog. So he went through the whole process of being brought home from the military and none of that was included in any of the books except for in, um, I believe the third book is when Sarge first comes to the islands. So okay. he's put through a rigorous program so that he can now be brought back down from being military, that high level on guard, constant attention to where he's more where he can still process and he can still work as far as being a police dog but he is not in that highly active situation all the time so that he's he's um i'm not sure exactly what the word is for that but he's been retrained basically so that he can be more of a protection type dog instead of seeking and all of that for the military as he was first trained to do so would a military dog they wouldn't be trained to i don't know be kind to small children mm -hmm. right? so the interactions between sarge and Kristen's little girl whose name did i write it down probably not emily five-year-old daughter that's what i wrote down there you go <laughs> Because five is my favorite age. Everybody knows that. <laughs> well, I do think like, I mean, you military dogs still have off time, right? When they're, when they're not working and they are trained to be like their handler. My understanding, 
yeah, basically from reading like Ronnie Kendrick's books. Like that's my experience with military working dogs, right? But they have that off time. Um, so, you know, it wouldn't be unreasonable that the dog would know when he's not working to be, you know, a kind dog. It's, they're not vicious killers all the time, you know, never. To know always. when he can steal a little girl's waffle or not. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, did you, I think, were you asking what kind of research she did? Is that yeah. where you were going with your question? If, what did, yeah, did you have any personal experience with um, police dogs, military dogs, or how you? I don't, have, I don't have any personal experience with them, no. Um, there's just a lot of background information of working with animals in general. And of course, um, Ronnie Kendig's books have been a lot of inspiration for actually bringing Sarge into the series. So it was just a lot of reading, um, a lot of videos the, to watch and to bring in the interactions of how he might react to certain situations and things like that. Um, but he did spend, I think I had him about two years that he was, he was with Trent and a few others basically getting reconditioned so that he would not be that fiercely attack mode so that he could interact with Emily and with others without being constantly um, a risk, which is actually something that I think Abby brought up whenever she first met Sarge because her first interaction with Christian was a little bit intense. And so Sarge took on that protective mode. And that was one of the first questions she asked is, is he safe to be around Emily? I I liked that. Um, of course, I didn't write the heroine's name down, and I'm <laughs> sorry. I've just had too many things as I was preparing for um, for the podcasts to remember all the details every time. So, her, the young lady, the Abby. teacher, Abby. Thank mm-hmm. you. Um, <laughs> when she like touches Kristen and the dog, like goes ah. Um, mm-hmm. And she's like, whoa, <laughs> I, I thought that would really add quite a, a, a different level to a potentially romantic relationship. If you're always like, what's the dog going to do if I come close to this guy? Yeah. And that was because he had his vest on at the time. Mm-hmm. So he, he was in on mode yeah. because he had his vest on. He knows that when his vest is on, he's working. And when it's off, he can relax. So would he not be trying to protect Christian from Abby or anyone else when he's not on duty if he thought his master was at risk from this woman wanting to kiss him? (laughs) He would. Um, Is the dog a romantic? I guess that's the question. Yeah, he might not be as aggressive about it whenever he is off duty, but he would still definitely protect. What I one thing I really appreciated about you including Sarge in the story, and it's something I struggle with a bit as an author. Sometimes I think I haven't had a pet in a story for a while, and I know he's not a pet, but an animal, and so I should definitely add one this time. And so I do, uh, but I keep forgetting it's present, and mm-hmm. and the animal, the dog or the cat may or may not actually be important to the story in any way. They're just like there because we need well-rounded characters and everybody likes animals in their stories. But Mm -hmm. you made Sarge like not just important in those moments, but all throughout the story. And was that a challenge to do? Did you have 
did you sometimes forget Sarge existed or uh, how did that go? Sarge very much took on a personality all of his own. He almost became like his own little character as we were going through. And I knew as important as he was with Abby and Christian during their very first meeting, I definitely wanted him to have that same sort of presence in the conclusion, even if it was a little bit milder. I still wanted him to be a major part of that moment. You did a good job pulling that 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 puppy in that not so puppyish puppy. <laughs> not so puppy. <laughs> not so puppy. Very good. Cool. Um. So my question, and you mentioned it at the start when you were describing the book, is um, this is Grumpy Sunshine, and um, so I I have sort of multi pronged, multifaceted question. Um, what? What do you enjoy about writing Grumpy Sunshine? And what are sort of the pitfalls of it? Um, you know, was it hard for you or did did you feel like it was a pretty easy trope to keep going? I've tried sometimes to have a, a grumpier character. Um, but while I'm not, you know, Little Miss Sunshine myself, I have a hard time keeping someone being super mm-hmm. grumpy in in my books because it's like you're really obnoxious and I don't feel like dealing with you so you need to fix your attitude um you know so tell us a little bit about writing Grumpy Sunshine and and would you do it again I actually and this is I didn't realize it until recently that it was a Grumpy Sunshine trope um I think I sort of forget what tropes even are when I'm writing and then I have to get to the end of the book and I'm like wait what did I just do (laughs) so I think Abby was actually the harder one to write because I'm more in the middle area um, of grumpy sunshine so and my my family I say this all the time my family is incredibly sarcastic so grumpy comes easily to me from that point of view because I can always throw sarcasm at the situation and it, it can come off as grumpy sometimes. Right. Um, and sometimes Christian means that intentionally to sort of show the grumpiness. But the sunshine part of Abby, it was hard sometimes to keep her in that mode because she did have quite a few things happen to her as the story progressed. So it was a bit of a challenge to keep her upbeat throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. I would struggle to have like super perky all the time, all the time too, because yeah, that's not, that's not my go-to either. So yeah. I think she had a few moments where she came down a little bit and was more on a, maybe what you would call an average sunshine level instead of being way up here. So she did. We all have days like that, right? Days when we're like, yes, let me challenge everything. Maybe Beth doesn't, but most of us do. (laughs) And other days where everything just seems just too hard. Mm -hmm. So I think we do all have those highs and lows, even if we tend to live kind of more in that middle range. So yeah, to have to portray a character that's usually, if not always, way up there or way down there <laughs> yeah. is harder yeah. yeah yeah and then there was the age age difference thing too eh you had fun with with yeah. playing that off yeah she abby's um about 23 i think and then christian is um 10 years i think 10 years older so he's about 33 almost 34 so there was a little bit of an age gap there 
I will say that that um, didn't stand out to me as much. I feel like if anything, it was sometimes a little obvious because Abby's sunshine sometimes mm-hmm. felt like immature. So yeah. you know, I was That's like, funny. okay. But there were moments when I was like, oh, right, she's young. Um, mm-hmm. There weren't there weren't mm-hmm. a ton of those, which which I think is nice in an age gap because you you want to believe that the relationship's going to work later Mm -hmm. which if there's always like this huge difference between them you're like they are never going to figure it out in the long term because it's just too much I also appreciated that there wasn't really a big power balance for all that there was an age gap because sometimes again with age gap issues you have a power power balance issue as well and then that can be problematic (laughs) yeah that's true that Mm. didn't uh wasn't an issue in this story yeah but I couldn't imagine Abby being single at Christian's age either does that make sense someone would have snapped her up (laughs) (laughs) honestly yeah somebody who wanted more and more sunshine yeah yeah sunshine's attractive though Mm -hmm. (laughs) yep and she's very comfortable with who she is Mm -hmm. and knowing knowing that she's young and that she comes off as immature and she wants to grow and she wants to present as that capable adult and yet she's pretty okay with just being young when i've written some age gap stuff too i mean you kind of have to have the character realize or the other character that the only cure for that is time i mean you're as old as you are you can't you're not going to suddenly act 30 when you are in fact 23 and people around us don't either so um, the, the only cure for that's time. And um, it's not like you can snap your fingers and go, oh, now I'm mature. <laughs> Here's 10 years of life experience and you wake up brand new. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So what is next for you? You said this was your last one for Independence right. Islands. What's, what's coming next in romance world for you? I'm moving to the Swamali Islands. <laughs> yep. We're going to the Pacific Northwest and we are going to write a um, three book series for each of us. That is, I honestly have forgotten how many of us there are in that series okay. right now. <laughs> we're still writing the first books. We're, we're just getting the first books turned in and sort of processing everything that's happened. So, but yes, we do have more islands coming. So it's a similar premise, mm-hmm. but, a new, but a new location and some different authors. Is yes. that correct? Or all yes. different authors? Some new. Um, there are a few of us moving from the Independence Islands to the Swamali Islands, but then there are some new ones as well. Cool. So these are somewhere in the um, Seattle area and the Juan de Fuca Strait area? We're going towards Hawaii, New Zealand. Oh, way out there. Okay. Oh, I'm in my side of the world. <laughs> Pacific, so it's Pacific Islands. So you know, you're going international with this one mm-hmm okay oh, cool oh, I yeah. thought that sounds exciting I heard we Pacific Northwest so I I thought Seattle area too mm. <laughs> oh, up in Valerie's yeah, that's where the islands are yeah <laughs> down in and then that. I'm thinking rainy islands yeah as well. right that's <laughs> sunshine like yeah. yeah yeah so when is the first one of those coming out or your first one in that series my first one in that series should be June of next year if I'm not mistaken Okay. And so does the series start? Mm-hmm. How? What number book are you? 
I believe I'm number six. I oh, think wow. we're starting. I think we're starting them in January. I could be wrong. I have too many schedules in my head right now, so I could be wrong <laughs> on that. But they yeah. are starting early next year. Okay, so coming soon though. That's good. okay. So we'll be watching for that. Sounds interesting because you're building a whole new culture there, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Yes, we have um, the French settlers. Um, so the French settled the island. And then Samoans also came in and helped them build up plantations and things like that on the islands. And then we're sort of just picking it up with, we're, we're really overdoing the tourism on the islands this time. <laughs> Where the Independence Islands, it was no tourists allowed. Now we're bringing all that in. So we have people from all over the world, all different countries, and it's just going to be a huge mashup of everything. Sounds interesting for sure. Very fun. Cool. I'm mm. glad we asked. Yeah. <laughs> and where can everybody find you and your books? I am at tabithabolden.com. All right. That's, I hoped that was what it was because that's always <laughs> easier to remember, but it's also always good to ask. So um, we are like right on time. So if, do you two have any final thoughts or questions about the book? No, I think we've covered what I had written down anyway. Yeah, no, Catherine, I'm good. Do you, do you have anything else you just want to make sure gets said? <laughs> I think I'm good. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. And um, if you are watching or listening, thank you for doing that as well. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts. If you've read this uh, book or any of the Independence Islands books, um, leave us a comment in uh, the YouTube channel or our Facebook page for Story Chats. And uh, if you are over on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and hit the notification bell while you're there so you never miss an episode. And we will look forward to seeing you again next week. In the meantime, don't forget to fall in love with a good book. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs>